Hi there and welcome to Global Heart Church. Uh, I'm Jared Keane, a senior pastor, and wherever you are tuning in from around the world today, really, really hope and pray that in our planning of this message that it's going to really inspire you for the great journey that you are on and uh, for the great calling that you have in your own life. So enjoy the message and really pray that it's a blessing to you today. It's great to have you in church tonight. Who's excited and expectant for God to do something tonight? Come on. So, so good. Well, I would love to pray for us before we get into the Word of God tonight. And I want to talk about an area of wisdom tonight. I want to talk about wisdom on a a particular subject which keeps jumping off the page to me as I read the Bible. I've been reading in the New Testament lately and something keeps jumping out to me. And so I've been spending some time looking at that. And I've really constructed that message tonight, but it's around wisdom. Now, we've we've been talking about how this season in our church... We feel that the word from God is that wisdom builds the house. Wisdom builds the house. God is wanting to build His church on the wisdom of His word. We believe that for you as an individual and for you and your family, that the wisdom of God is what will build your life and help you become what God has called you to become. And so I've been reading lately in the Bible about selfishness. And I want to preach tonight on wisdom on selfishness. I wanted to call it um, from selfie to healthy, like being healthy in this area. But I don't want to offend any cockneys in the house, so I won't call it that. But from selfie to healthy. And so let me just pray for you as we get ready to look at some wisdom on selfishness. Amen. Father, we thank you so much for tonight. God, we're so grateful for your house. We're so grateful for church. And Lord, we are so grateful for your word. We thank you for the message, God, of your word. And we just thank you, Lord, that it's by your word that we can know you, that God, we can understand who you are, that God, we can connect with you. So Father, we open your word tonight. Speak to each person, speak to each heart. And God, help us to leave here tonight changed, God. Help us to leave here tonight full of faith and God, excited to see you move in our life. We just give you praise in advance. And everybody said, Amen. 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 All right. Wisdom on selfishness from selfie to healthy. Let's look at James chapter 3, verse 13. Who is wise and understanding among you? Just a show of hands. That's just a joke, don't you? Let them show it by their good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. But if you harbour bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder and every evil practice. Verse 17, but the wisdom that comes from heaven The wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. Peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. Wow, hard-hitting scripture right there. Let's look at another one. Philippians chapter 2, verse 3. 
Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather in humility, there's that word again, value others above yourselves. Not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. In your relationship with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Someone say, Amen. 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 Listen, God is absolutely complete within Himself. God was complete within Himself, not lacking anything before He created us. Yet God sought to love something outside of Himself, not because He needed to, but because He wanted to. He created people. He created you and I as the objects of His affection to love and to be loved by that creation. Because of our createdness, because of our humanity, our brokenness, because of our sin, we fell out of relationship with God. But in an act of grace and mercy, a selfless act, He sent His only Son, Jesus Christ, not to be served, but to serve, to serve humanity to the point of death, death on a cross in our place so that we could have a relationship once again with our Creator, who does not need us in any way, but He wants to be in relationship with us. We learn something about God in that because He wants to love something outside of Himself. He is a loving God. He is a loving Father. God in Jesus showed you and I what service looks like. God through Jesus showed us what sacrifice looks like. In Jesus, we can truly know what love looks like. And even in uh, 1 Corinthians 13, everyone reads this passage at weddings. It talks about how love is not self-seeking. Everybody, we are most loving. We are most like Christ and more like who He's intended us to be when we are not being selfish, when we are not being self-absorbed, when all of our energy and attention is not spent on ourselves. But as you know, and as I know, because this has been me, we can be so self-focused. We can be in positions where our ambitions and our dreams, sometimes the dreams we're asking God to bless are all about me, myself, and I. And I've found times in my life when I'm not thinking about me, I'm thinking about others and what they can do for me. And it's very much in our culture to be consumed with ourselves. I think humanity has an issue with being consumed with themselves. We're very much in a culture today in 2023, which is very counter to kingdom culture. The way that God intended, the way of the word. 
You know, our culture's consumed with self and we do things like this. We say it's so important to find yourself and you're on a pursuit to find yourself. Many people are on the pursuit of finding the answers to life within themselves. I recently became aware of a new thing happening. And of course it started in America, but people are marrying themselves. It's absolutely ridiculous. We, as funny as it is, church, we've got to pray because this is deceptive and it is making a mockery of the covenant relationship that God calls marriage. Here's the other thing things like that do. It keeps people in delusion and it keeps them completely consumed with self and consumed with flesh. The healthy way, what the Bible teaches is that you and I do not have what we need within ourselves. The Bible teaches us that you and I do not have all the answers. You can go on a nine-month expedition around Thailand trying to find the answers in yourself. You'll come back and you'll, you'll still have no answers, except you may have had some nice Thai food. We don't have the answers within ourselves. We don't have meaning within ourselves. We don't have fulfillment within ourselves, by ourselves. Here's the other thing Scripture teaches us. You cannot save yourself. You know, humanity plays out in man-made religions where it's about what can I do to save myself? The root of that religion, again, is elevating self, elevating that I can be like God, elevating that I can be godly, elevating that I can attain this godly status. Christianity is put that all to the side. You can't do any of it. The answer's not within yourself. You can't save yourself. You're not good enough. You'll never be good enough. But guess what? Jesus is. And Jesus is for you. I probably mention this every Friday night when I preach, but a common misconception is that Christians think they're better than everybody else. A real Christian thinks and acknowledges that they're cooked from the inside out. I'm broken, I'm busted, I'm sinful, I need forgiveness, I've got no answers, I can't help myself. Here's what Christians need to say too, I can't help myself, I can't even help you, but come to church, there's a Bible, there's, a, there's the Word of God, man doesn't control it, God is holy, He'll teach you something. But True Christianity, Christianity is that. And that's where the miracle of salvation begins, at the acceptance that I do not have it within myself. Christianity is I'm not even trying to attain status or trying to attain a form of godliness. I'm just trying to worship and I'm just trying to serve. You know, I've been there, everybody, where I've been really caught up in myself, caught up in my own desires putting my wants and needs before anything else. I'm not focused on anybody else. Where I make statements like, it's my life, I'll do what I want. It's my money, it's my time, it's my image. And you can even begin to do good deeds on the surface for a selfish motive. But at the heart of the Christian faith, at the heart of the way of Jesus is that we are others focused. We are outward focused. We are sacrificial and we serve. 1 Corinthians 10.24 says, No one should seek their own good, but the good of others. Now, I think it's really important that I just say this. There are absolutely seasons in life where you may need to put a healthy focus back on yourself. Sometimes we go in seasons in life and it can happen to all of us where we perhaps neglect ourselves. And we have seasons where it's right and healthy and appropriate and good and godly to almost check ourselves into the shop and have some time to focus on where we're really at. But even in that place, 
The solution is still found outside of yourself. The answer is still found outside of yourself. I liked to do an illustration uh, once upon a time about how Christians think that Christianity is like Sizzler, when it's actually more like Uber Eats. But since then, I was reminded of that Brazilian grill place in Mount Lawley called Lapa. And this works better for the illustration. I'll explain it. (laughs) Don't be someone that thinks Christianity is like Lapa. Christianity is like Uber Eats and you're the driver. I'll explain. Lapa is a restaurant where it's a buffet, but it's so about you, in a good way. I'm not making fun of it. I'd go there, right? Who wants to go after this? (laughs) It's a buffet where the buffet comes to you. You don't even have to get up. You stay at your seat and people bring food to your table and they're like, would sir like the scotch fillet? Sir would like the scotch fillet. They just keep bringing gear out nonstop and you have a coaster on the table, which is green, which means go. They don't stop bringing food to you till you flip it over and it goes red. Yeah, it's epic. But sometimes we think that faith, we think that Christianity is simply about sitting down at a table and God brings the buffet to you and you're like, God, I'll tell you when to stop. Just keep bringing it in, keep bringing it in. Where faith and Christianity is a lot less about us than we think it is. I think it's more like Uber Eats and you're the driver. You go from place to place picking up sustenance for other people. That's what Christianity is about. Even when you get saved, you realise that God's eye, God's affection, God's hand, His Spirit is on your life for your salvation and ministry to others. Don't be someone who is having a lup of faith where you're, you're thankful for Jesus and all that He's giving you and you just you haven't turned the card over yet. Can I encourage you? It's more like Uber Eats and you're the driver. God has saved you for your soul, but certainly it shouldn't stop there. Even in our faith, it is about others, getting the message out to others. Too, too much of a focus on self will drive you crazy with, with disappointment and hurt and it will drive you into the ground with emptiness, exhaustion. You, be, you can become overly critical of yourself. And also a focus on self brings a focus onto all the things that ail you. We have pity parties all the time. And so I've got three things that we need to navigate selfishness with wisdom. Wisdom builds the house. The wisdom of God's Word is going to help us build a godly life. Right, the first thing we need to navigate selfishness with wisdom is a cause outside of ourself. You need a cause outside of yourself. Meaning, motivation. Come on, motivation, purpose, comes from outside of yourself. Caring deeply about something other than yourself will radically change your life. It will affect your self-care. It will affect your effort. It will affect the, the vibrancy or the energy that you have when your feet hit the floor in the morning. You have an understanding that if I'm not doing well, I can't contribute to that which I deeply care about. This goes to another level and the revelation becomes real when you have a baby. 
When you have a baby and you're a new parent, there is this huge purpose now that is outside of you, that is relying on you. And, and you every day, when you're a new parent, you're never bored ever again. There's never a moment that I, I don't know what I want to do today. I've just got this spare time. It's just gone. There's always something to do. But, I, you know, it's so, so interesting, isn't it? When we have intimate relationships with people in the sense that a relationship goes deeper, that's when all our stuff comes up. The, the closer we get with another person, all of the, your gear starts coming up. And then when you have a baby, all the gear starts coming up again. You know what gear came up in me? Selfishness. But I want my Tuesday nights back. I used to play a bit of PlayStation on a Friday night. I used to have a line on a Saturday. Gone, gone, gone. But... This is good contraception for some, some young people tonight. Just hang five. What I'm saying is this. Certain things go out the window with an increase in that responsibility. But you know what you get back in return is this incredible purpose, fulfillment, meaning a depth of relationship, a care, your heart enlarges. You begin to act more Christ-like in everything that you do. I lost some things when I had a baby, but I gained a whole lot more. And listen, there are things in your life that you need to let go because they're selfish things. But what happens when you let them go, what you receive back is a great sense of fulfillment, purpose and meaning. This is the way of the Scripture. And that is why the church is such a supernatural idea because immediately upon salvation, you've got a cause outside of yourself in the building of the church, in the health of the church, in the spreading of the gospel. Immediately that comes. Your family, your community, your church and hello, glorifying God. All causes outside of ourselves that are going to give us a whole bunch of meaning and purpose. I want to encourage you tonight, if you struggle with motivation, get in over your head in a cause outside of yourself. Get flat out in service to people who can't do anything for you. Nothing will delay your well-being like being inwardly focused. All right, number two, having an expectation of myself. Number one is having a cause outside of yourself. Number two, having an expectation of myself. A great quote that I love, it says this, that we have an issue as people in seeing life as a playground for yourself instead of a battleground for the kingdom. We see life as a playground for ourselves instead of a battleground for the kingdom. Have an expectation of yourself, everybody, to make a great contribution to others. Place a healthy expectation on yourself to make a great contribution to people who can't do anything for you. Have an awareness that your choices don't just affect you, that your faith doesn't just affect you, that your example doesn't just affect you. You have a great part to play. Everybody in this room, you have a valuable part to play in contributing to the world around you. God has equipped you with great gifts that are there to be a blessing to others. Scripture speaks to this idea of being a living sacrifice. And then it talks about being a life poured out. I think sometimes we get so worried about being a life burned out that we don't even crack the lid. 
And I think if you're going to get burnt out serving Jesus, that's probably the best thing to get burnt out doing. (laughs) Anyway, you've got something great to contribute. It requires something of you. It requires certainly in the kingdom of God to be a life poured out. But the great thing about that is as you pour yourself out in service to God's kingdom and to others, we know that God is faithful to fill us up again. Number three. We need an authority above ourselves. So we need an authority above ourselves. You know, an idea that's very alive in culture today, and it's actually demonic, is that I am my own authority. I am my own authority. It's actually uh, like quite satanic. You think about what Satan did in the Bible. I am my own God. And what we're hearing from people is I don't need no government, no person, no religion, no God, no individual, no person to tell me what I should be doing or what I shouldn't do or how I should conduct myself. The buck stops with me, me, myself and I. I draw my morals from myself. I draw authority from myself. It's demonic. It's very dangerous. And oftentimes they don't want an outside authority due to pride or or fear, or or lack thereof. And they can point to authority around them having flaws as to the reason why they don't want an authority outside of themselves. The problem with that is, with themselves in the authority seat, when they discover that they too are flawed, they either humble themselves, which is very rare, or they double down on accepting or perhaps even celebrating those flaws. Trying to lead yourself in the discovery of meaning and fulfillment in yourself, under the values and morals determined by yourself. (laughs) It's like leaving a baby for the day to look after itself. It knows it needs something. Something's not right, but the baby doesn't even know what. It can't even communicate what it is that it needs. It doesn't even know exactly when it needs it. It doesn't even know that if it does know what it is, where it comes from and how to apply it. That is what it looks like when a person is trying to find authority and meaning and value from within themselves. You don't even know what you're looking for. You don't even know where it is to look. Do I look under my armpit in my soul? If so, how do I get into there? How do I look inside my brain? When it is that you find, hey, this is what I'm looking for, where do you get it from within yourself? How do you even ask for that? Where do you go? It'd be like if I left Micah at home and it's lunchtime. He knows he needs a sandwich. He doesn't know what a sandwich is. He doesn't know where the bread comes from. He doesn't have a license to get in the car. We do not have the answers, everybody, within ourselves. And listen, it's not just true of you as a person. It is true of every person. And I'm so thankful that my faith is not built upon the wisdom of a man. It is built in the wisdom of holy God. And what I love about that too is that even though Jesus was fully man, guess what? He was fully God. And so He came as a supernatural holy being. He was God in a bod, God with flesh and skin and bone. And He came to restore us into relationship with God. I just invite the band to come and join me. You know, God needs to, everybody, come into your life to lead you, to love you, and to serve you. 
He will reveal to you what it is that you need. He'll reveal to you why it is that you need it. He'll reveal to you when that is gonna happen. He'll lead you. God will lead you, everybody, into meaning, into fulfilment, under the wisdom of His Word. Maybe you're here tonight and you've been on the pursuit of meaning and fulfilment, and you've been looking within yourself. Tonight, everybody, look to God. Look to God. Perhaps you've been trying your own way for many years. And it's time that tonight you asked God to lead your life. What we all have in common in this room tonight is that we are all broken. We are all sinners. We all are in need of healing. And listen, we need to look outward. More directly, we need to look upward for meaning and for purpose and most importantly, for salvation. Tonight, receive Christ into your life as Saviour. It is through Christ that we can be saved from the judgment, the righteous judgment of God. We can be saved because of Jesus so that we can spend eternity in heaven with God the Father. Receive Him as Saviour, but listen, receive Him as Lord. Perhaps for a long time, you've been Lord of your own life. You've been looking to yourself. You've been looking within yourself. You've elevated yourself into a place that's unsafe for you and your spirit. Listen, tonight, give that position up and say, I'm no longer gonna look to self for the answers, for connection to God. I can't look there. I'm looking to God Himself. The great thing about that is when you look to God, you realise that His eyes are already on you. He's already extending an invitation to you. The message of Jesus Christ is that what you could not do yourself, what you didn't even know to ask for, Christ did before you were even born and is now extending it to you. Like a toddler who doesn't know where sandwiches come from, we knew nothing, yet Christ by His grace gave us the Word, has shown us the way, has shown us that He is the way, that He is the truth and that He is the life and that it is He alone that is King of kings and Lord of lords. And it is Him alone that we will find, in Him alone that we will find meaning and salvation in Jesus' Name. Why don't you just stand tonight, everybody. Let's stand to our feet. Let's stand to our feet. What I wanna give you an opportunity to do tonight is to acknowledge in your heart that I am not God, that I don't have the answers. And tonight, God, I wanna look to You. I wanna look to Christ. I wanna look to His finished work on the cross for salvation, for forgiveness, for meaning, for purpose, for fulfilment. It's in God alone. So tonight, you you might need to make that acknowledgement in your heart and reach out to God as He reaches out to you and begin a relationship with Him tonight. It's as simple as believing in our hearts and confessing with our mouths. And in that moment, a supernatural miracle can begin in your life which will give this side of eternity purpose and meaning and will ensure that the other side of eternity will be spent with God the Father. So right across the room, I just invite you to close your eyes just to focus on this opportunity, to focus on this moment, on this moment with God. And right now in this place, I wanna encourage you to think about where you stand with God right now. Is He on the throne of your heart? Is He on the throne of your life? or if you put yourself in that place.
Maybe tonight you need to take yourself off and say, God, you take your rightful place as Lord and Savior of my life, of my heart. I wanna respond to you tonight and put you as Lord and Savior. If that's you, if you're here tonight and tonight you wanna make things right with God, you wanna respond to Him on the count of three, I want you just to shoot your hand up nice and high just to say, that's me. I want to put God as Lord and Savior of my life. And I would love to pray with you tonight. I'd love to pray for you and pray that God would begin a supernatural miracle in your life tonight in Jesus' name. So right across the room right now with every head bowed, every eye closed. If you want to respond to Jesus tonight, just shoot your hand up on the count of three. One, two, three. Awesome. Hands going up already. Hands going up already. Keep on raising them, everybody. Don't miss this opportunity. Jesus Christ is reaching out to you. He has done all the hard work. We've just got to respond in faith and He will come and bring a miracle to your soul, a miracle to your life. Lots of hands going up. Don't miss this opportunity, everybody. If you know this is for you, just shoot your hand up. I'd love to pray with you. So, so good. So, so good. New person, young person, even first time visitor. Don't miss this opportunity. If you know it's for you, just raise your hand. I'd love to pray with you. So, so good. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, everyone, you can pop your hands down. Church, can we just celebrate with those people? Come on, so, so good. How good? Awesome. Awesome. Hey, everyone that raised their hand, I I would love to pray with you and ask you to do one last thing. We do this every Friday night, and that is just to invite everybody that has, has raised their hand just to come and feel the front here. I'd love to just pray with you, lead you in a short prayer. And also as a church, we would love to just celebrate what God is beginning in your life tonight. Thank you so much for joining us online today. Really great to have you with us. And special thanks to those also who give online. Your generosity is making the way for others to hear the message of Jesus, both here in Australia and around the world. If you enjoyed today's message, I'd love to encourage you to share this message with a friend, a workmate, a family member. And let's believe together that it will powerfully impact their life for good in Jesus' name. If you're unable to be with us at one of our church locations, uh, both here in Australia and around the world, please join us online every Sunday for Global Heart at Home on YouTube. God bless and have a great week.